With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast as the Michael Beal train rolls into Eindhoven on a massive week for the football club. Uh, it's Monday night, so of course we want your calls 01416287237. When you see the number at the bottom of your screen, that's when you're good to go. Pick up the phone and get involved. Whether you want to talk Kimar Roof, um, the outpart in Yanis Hadji, uh, Harry Suter, is he coming in on loan? Uh, we'll talk about anything. It's just me and Lewis at the moment tonight. Lewis, how are you doing? I am alright, mate. My back's a wee bit sore for carrying this podcast, you know. I feel like it's me and you all the time, man. Uh, but I look forward to it. Good topics today. Well, I should get your, your, your comments in as well, because we'll need something to talk about before the cavalry gets here. Um, listen, one place to start, and that has to be the weekend. I don't want to dive too much into it, because there's been podcast after podcast on the weekend, but I felt a good show in first 45, um, and something to maybe build on. Uh, getting into the, the midweek, albeit without Kimar Roof, who, who seemed to get all the highlight, uh, all the headlines. I, listen, I only managed to catch the first half, but it seemed that was no bad because the, the two goals obviously came then. Um, for once, I'm actually pretty positive. I think we looked very, very tasty um, against Ross County. Um, I think, you know, you look at the Tav goals, a bit of individual brilliance, but I think the general play for the team throughout the game was was pretty good. It was a pretty high standard. There was very few people you would look at and go was less than a 7 out of 10. So I think that's um, a good performance getting into Wednesday, definitely. Absolutely. Somebody's in there saying bad hair day, Robert. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a bad hair day, CGM. That's where the, the cap's on. Um, no, listen, as you say, everyone sort of putting in a, a good shift. And I've got to come to you. Hopefully, you'll maybe sort of Give me an honest answer, John Lundstrom. I, you know he's been he's took pelters uh, and rightly so over the last few months. Not been anywhere near his best, but I think that we cameo against PSV and then again at the weekend he's actually shown up well. I look. I mean, I, I'm like public enemy number one when it comes to with any opinions on Mister Lundstrom. So. Uh, but no, I, I've actually thought I like you said against um, PSV. I thought it was it was outstanding, like a nine out of ten performance, and the, the cameo that he made, he barely put a foot wrong. He, he was so positive, he was so direct with his play, and I think that's actually because he wasn't deployed as that lone six. I said it on a podcast about a week and a half ago. I think that's the problem. It's where he's been played, no his ability as a footballer. I think John Lundstrom's a good footballer, um, but he, he's just not got the. The passing capabilities, I think, to play in that position. You know, you want to use his athleticism, his defensive prowess, he's, he's getting into good goal scoring positions, he's a good long shot taker. So I think you play him a wee bit further forward in games that matter, like PSV, then that, that's the way forward. But he's good enough to play there for Ross County. And like, like you said, mate, I, I don't think he put a foot wrong just like the rest of the squad. We'll probably touch on uh, later. Oh, here we go. The cavalry's here. Wilf, I thought you were stuck on the continent, brother. How are we doing? I am stuck on the continent. Can you hear me? Oh, that was short I sounded like he was in that lost submarine, didn't it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll try and get that cleared up and get him, get him back on. Sorry, I was just going to say you there a bit that, you know, it's, it's hard to maybe sit here and 
and pick the lineup for PSV. We can have a wee chat about that when the when the full team's on. However, mm-hmm. do you think that the inclusion of Lundstrom at the weekend maybe suggests that Ryan Jack will be saved for the for the the bigger games and and he'll start again on on Wednesday night? I think so. I think that's how the the rest of the season will pan out for Jacko. Um, I don't think he's capable of playing multiple games in a row. To be honest. <laughs> It's a bit offsetting with Wolf giving him back in and out there, but uh, I know I think that's the way it'll go forward. Lundstrom will be the the man to, to pick up the scraps and the, the games that Jack's maybe not fully fit for, and we keep him for for the games that matter. Um, I think, like I said, Ryan Jack is more suited to that that lone six if that's the the system we're going to play. He's much better passer of the ball, much better vision, better passing range, better passing capability. So. I think that that's how it will go forward. You can see that at well, the pitch. I think I'd like to maybe see that with Tavernier. I know Dujon Sterling didn't have a um, a great debut, a full starting debut, but Tavernier's getting on a bit. But is he 32 now? He, he can't play the way he's been playing throughout his career. You know, he's he relies a lot on his athleticism, and the more you play him, the more that's going to depreciate. So I think um, yeah, I would like to see that across the, the rest of the squad where we start seeing players rested. Good evening, lads. I sort of. How are we, how are we doing, all right? I know, bad. I, I, unexpected cameo appearance tonight, I suppose. But hey. I will listen. I'm delighted to Save have you. You had a, a, a blinder on the daily as well, so hopefully we can get some insight. We're just talking there about John Lundstrom now. Arguably, took a lot of stick over the last few months, and you know, maybe rightly so in places. Uh, but we're just seeing there maybe at the weekend he, he sort of put in a good shift, and then again in the PSU and he made that cameo also uh, putting in um, a decent display. How important is he going to be moving forward throughout the season if we can get him back playing where he needs to be at? Lewis saying that it's maybe not so much his ability, it's where he's being played that had been holding him back. Um, yeah, I think, listen, clearly he's, he's somebody who's is a bit marmite, I think. Um, you know, a lot of fans love him, a lot of fans, you know, question him quite a lot. And I think I think his last couple of performances have shown that he's still got those qualities there. I mean, listen, you know, he he had that song in the Europa League for a reason because he's capable of putting in absolutely superb performances. Um, I do think there's an element of of him being played out of position a little bit um, because I never like to see him, you know, he always, for me, I don't like him sitting too deep almost as a defensive midfielder almost like a fifth defender in some ways, the way that he, he has to drop back a lot because that's not his role. And we've seen before, um, he's been thrown in as an actual centre-back in the past as well when we've needed cover and it's not ever really worked because his best role for me is if you let him just have a bit of freedom um, in the attacking end of the midfield and let him kind of roam and do the kind of things he, he knows how to do, he'll pick, he'll pick a pass out for you. He's got a one day a shot if he can get a a clean hit away, you can certainly rattle it. Um, so for me, I, I think, you know, hopefully he can keep his his performances up. But I mean, listen, Ryan Jack's a starter just now in that position, but I think uh, there's, there's definitely a spot for Lundstrom in there. I'll pick up on Michelle's comment then, Connor, because uh, Lewis sort of touched on it before you came on. You know, um, Lundstrom has been, has put himself back into the starting lineup on Wednesday, maybe? Um, Yeah, maybe. Listen, I think he'll certainly be... He'll be in Michael Beale's thoughts. Um, and at the end of the day, that's all he can do. He can only put in performances coming off the bench and we don't know what's, what's happening in training, obviously, and what, what Michael Beale's seeing there. But he can certainly ask the question. Um, I would suspect we'll still see Ryan Jack starting um, because I don't think they're going to start both Lundstrom and Jack. They're too, they're too similar in the role that they play. So I think Jack will probably start. But if he keeps putting in the performances, then he'll certainly creep up into contention to get a start again. As you can see below, the phone lines are now open. 0141 628 7237. Any Rangers point, get yourself on. Uh, the boys will chat through that. Um, so, yeah, OK. Listen, I just wanted to go through the manager's comments after the game. Um, again, I, I think Michael Beale's confidence is growing by game, I must say. Um, I think maybe after the Colmarnock game, <clears throat> he was thinking he needed to try and calm things down. He's certainly done that through performances, Lewis. Um, they seem to be getting better. Uh, he did set a reference, Colmarnock, in his post-match up there in Dingwall. Um, but what I took from 
Um, his, his post-match comments was probably more around the, the Kimar Roof and, and Tom Lawrence saying sort of how pivotal they might be moving forward. Kamar was, you know, a, a really, as we touched on before, uh, Conor Kimar, a really good 45. I felt he helped the other two guys beside him with his movement. They were sort of moving around, linking up. Um, and Michael Beelow spoke about a chaos with his front three a couple of months ago, and I certainly saw a bit of that uh, in the first 45 uh, in Dingwall. Listen, is I think um, I think Kamar Roof is is probably still um, the best striker that we have at the club. I think he's his overall skill set is it's early days for for Dessers and Danilo, but I think he's um, he's proved himself at Rangers, which the other two have not. Um, that's an unfair brush to tar the other two way, so I'll, I'll reserve judgment on them overall. But Kamar Roof shown what he's capable of, and even in the limited minutes that he's played, he's always been somebody that that scored or assisted and. To come back in and have a performance like that after the the injury troubles that he's had is is outstanding. But it's it's nothing new with Kamara. I mean, he, he came back and, and scored against Aberdeen in the cup, and it looked like he'd never been away. This is just the story of his career. You hear many people, you know, English outlets, for example, would would label this guy good enough to play in the Premier League. If it wasn't for injuries, he probably wouldn't be here. So it's just that fear that that. You know, is he going to stay fit? And if he does, he's a, he's a massive, massive asset to Rangers because he can play anywhere in that front line for me. He's he's an absolutely outstanding footballer, and it, it was brilliant to see him get a goal. And what a finish it was, by the way! It's very, very difficult when you see it up close. That was a really, really good finish. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a first call tonight, nice and early. Um, Fiverr for guessing who it is. Alec, how are you doing? Welcome back to the Rangers Rabble phone in. Thank you very much, Robert. Nice to speak to you again. Happy uh, hello to all of you, by the way, Lewis and Connor too. Listen, a situation update for you. Last week I described myself as being happy, and I got a big thumbs up to Hugo Bear. So just tell Hugo, cheers, pal. I am now delighted, delighted to get through that Ross County game, so we can put our full concentration into Wednesday night. And as for Wednesday night. I am convinced we are going to go through. And I want to see the cameras on the, 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 the faces of Veerman and all the rest of them, and the little vandal that booted the door down and all the rest of it, right? So what I've got now, I've got my Butcher Bill t-shirt on, and I'm waving my chopper in the air. And come on, Glasgow Rangers on Wednesday night, don't let us down. We're a fighting team. We've done it year after year. Let's do it again. So, having said all that, I've heard some conflicting stories that some of the support are split in the middle. They don't mind a loss against PSV to a victory against Celtic. Now, I'm all behind that. I'm quite happy to take that point of view. However, mine's slightly different. I would like to see us get the Champions League again financially. It would help us immensely. But I wouldn't have put it ahead of the Celtic game. Those problems will sort themselves out. They're shooting themselves in the foot. You saw what happened on Saturday. They're not the same team. So anyway, with that in mind, come on the Rangers on Wednesday night. Support you till I die. And all the best to you guys. Tell me what you think about that. Connor, the results are not exclusive. We can do both. And I feel like we're... You know, I'm sort of buying into Bill's confidence that I touched on before. I, mm -hmm. I feel like we can go to Eindhoven put ourselves in the Champions League proper and then do the business on Sunday? Definitely. Look, I've never been a subscriber to the notion that you go, oh, well, would you take one result over another as if you would have to sacrifice one to get done because you don't. The reality is they're both going to be tough games. Um, you know, we're away in, in Eindhoven. That always, in Europe, away games are tough. But we've got, I think, and I believe we've got enough there that we can get through it. Um we're going to have to be careful in certain areas in terms of making sure that we're um, we're defending properly and we're not making um, mistakes that we've made before. And then you look at the game at the weekend and you think you're at Ibrox in front of 50,000 Rangers fans and only 50,000 Rangers fans, might add. So if that kind of get you up and, and make you think you've got every chance to go and beat uh, a, a team who are not in great form right now, have not won their last two games have, as they'll use excuses, players out. You know, we've got a full-strength squad at the minute and we're getting players back. So as far as I'm concerned, there's no reason we can't be in the Champions League 
and two points ahead of Celtic by the time next Monday comes round. Alec. Is Alec still there? Hello there. Sorry, no, I'm just watching your face, Robert. You've obviously seen some kind of text come in that made you laugh there. Uh, listen, it's just, I think people have taken literally about you waving your chopper, um, and that's tickled the audience tonight, so it was just it was that and that alone. Um, so, just, I need to focus myself here. On a, on a Wednesday night, I think he did make a good point regarding um, maybe revenge for uh, a couple of the, the PSV players. Do you think that's something that Michael Beale will be, be using to try and get the boys fired up? Aye. Yeah, well, surely the boys won't need to be fired up too much uh, because they know what's on the line here. A lot of money and a lot of these boys signed up to play in Europe. So we didn't have a very good experience of the Champions League last time we were in, but I definitely think we're new gelling together. I get that my condos come on leaps and bounds. I don't know what drugs he's on, but if you can give me some of them, I'll be happy to get them. Uh, no... I've said there, there's a wee bit of division in the support about what they think the most important game is. Let's take it, okay, let's just slow down. We'll take it one game at a time. Let's get through the Eindhoven game. Okay, let's let's get through the Eindhoven game, put our concentration into that, and come the following Sunday, the boys will definitely be up for that game. And I'd be absolutely astounded if we get beat. Well, listen, Alex, as I say, thanks to have your call. You're welcome on any time, mate. Cheers. Hey, well, when we get through that, like, when we get through the the, the, the the Eindhoven game, the chopper will be out again, they'll be flying about the room. <laughs> okay, boys, it's been nice to talk to you. Cheers, Alec. All the best, mate. All the best, guys. Thank you. Lewis, you can see why I'm... Not a consummate professional because the mere mention of a chopping that was amazing. Um, oh. I mean, he, he does make some good points, Alec. There on about maybe you know, but as I said to, to Connor, I don't think you know these results are mutually exclusive, and I, I dare say two wins and, and you would be you know chopper in hand, right? That's <laughs> a hard act to follow, but two wins and I'd be swinging my chopper a bit as well. Um, no, listen, I've been on the pod before saying that you can't have that mentality. You shouldn't even be thinking about one or the other. The Glasgow Rangers, you think about the game that's in front of you and it should be a win nine times out of ten. And I know we've got... Mr. Paul in the comments there, and along with a lot of the Dutch media, they're, they're very confident PSV. Very, very good football inside, some some silky stuff they play. But this has been blown massively out of proportion, the discrepancy between the two squads. I mean, last year, I don't think it was it was much, to be honest with you. This year, I think there is a wee bit of a gap. We're a wee bit further behind in our progress, but there's still like a 60-40 split for me in, in that tie. And then for the old firm, I would be severely disappointed if if we came away with anything but three points, given the the injury troubles and the form troubles that, that Celtic are having at the minute. Um, I think that game needs to be three points, or there'll be unbelievable pressure heaped on Michael Beale's shoulders. Listen, yeah, if you want to take it one game at a time, or if you want to jump ahead to, to Sunday, more than welcome to it. One four one six two eight seven two three seven. It could be you on next with the boys. Um. Connor, I'll come to you because it's something I noticed and it's, I think it's something that feeds into Wednesday night. Obviously, Todd Cantwell on the first leg, um, superb, showing his why he's probably head and shoulders above anything else we've got in the squad. Uh, then played in a slightly different role on Saturday uh, and I would say not as effective, albeit in a winning side. Where do you prefer to see Todd Cantwell? Where do you think we get the best out of him? Um, personally, I'd prefer, I prefer to see him... I'd like to see him in a more sort of number 10 role because I think that's where he would be best. Um, I think the qualities that he possesses, you know, you can you can go either side of him, obviously, as well. But I just feel getting him right through the middle of a team and he, you know, he can take a player on no problem at all. Um, I think he's, you know, uh, he's finishing, arguably, might need sharpening up at times because, you know, he's in a few moments where maybe he's had a wayward shot or two. But in general terms, um, He's been superb, and for me, that's that's the position he's got to be in because he's not really. <clears throat> I'm not so sure he's he's a wide player really that you would you'd want to put out there. Um, 
because is he capable really when it comes to his, his deliveries and crosses into the box? They're mixed, and I think we've got better crossers in the ball um, in Cantwell, so you're better having him just going directly down the throat of your team, uh, taking people on and trying to carve open spaces um, and defences. And, and, and he attracts defenders as well because of the threat he poses, so that'll allow players like Danilo and, and um, Dessers and, and even Kim Arif when he gets uh, game time as well to actually get into pockets of space where they can get chances to score goals as well. Sorry, Lewis, I was on mute there. Um, you mean you spoke a little bit sort of off camera about Cantwell and, and where's best for him? And I think we're sort of in, in agreement with Cora that it's the number 10. I saw you sort of nodding at uh, Peachy McGee's comment that obviously, you know, you get away a bit of freedom. Um, I just think, I've said it before on this podcast, you know, it maybe detracts from him slightly when he's playing that deeper role. Scott Kerr is, is an advocate of that as well, saying that when him and Raskin too close together, it's, we're not getting the best out of either player, really. I, I think, like you said, mate, we spoke about this in the chat a, a few times about Cantwell being deployed a bit further back. I think his ability is actually a bit of a detriment to himself because he's that good that he's capable of playing there, whereas somebody like Sam Lammers, who is vying for the same position, can't really play anywhere else. So it's either you play Cantwell there and you maybe bring in somebody to partner Jack that you would they want to, or you, you key Cantwell um, that number eight role and it means you can fit him into the team but we're also having somebody as dangerous as Sam Lammers or Kamar Roof or Denny Lowe, whoever it may be. Um, but if, if I was given the, the choice, I think I would, I would definitely deploy Todd Cantwell in that number 10 position. We've seen what he was capable of last, last season um, when he had that freedom up there. He was absolutely outstanding, creating and scoring goals for fun. I think he had like was it 11 goal involvements in like 18 games or something? Only 13 of them were starts. That's incredible. I don't think he's registered a goal involvement yet this season as well. So maybe it is. Do we, do we prioritise Cantwell's effect to the team or do we prioritise the, the, the team as a whole? I think that's the argument we need to start having. Um, but I do agree with the point you said about Kerr made as well. I, I don't think Raskin and Cantwell is... For me and, and bigger bigger themed games like PSV, I don't think that's the, the midfield partnership I would be going with. Just on the, the, the comment that just came up there, um, I don't know if Martin can get it back up, but certainly on about using starting Matondo and Sima, uh, Connor, uh, and and you know, sort of, uh, you know, let's let, let us break with pace. It's something that Michael Beale did touch on actually. He said, um, that you know, we're showing we've got sort of good variety in the team, uh, especially with pace. So I'm guessing he's alluding to both those players. I would have assumed so. Uh, that's certainly what I took for it personally when I heard it. Because um, I can't really think of who else he would have been talking about, particularly with, with those areas. So I think it's interesting because in you know, we've kind of been looking at the two of them as competing for the same kind of position. You know, it's always been a case of do you play Sima or Matondo? Um and they have, you know, chopped and changed in that position. One starts, one comes on for the other. I think uh, for just now, I'm not so sure quite how you'd necessarily fit them both in, just because they are very similar players and they do play virtually the same position. It would mean you'd have to move one to the opposite side. And I don't necessarily think um, you could do that just yet with either. Um, <clears throat> West, West podcast. <laughs> And Sydney absolute chaos tonight. Honest to God. Honest to God. I can't cope with that. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I don't know. I, I quite like. I don't know. I think I, my wife would probably prefer me have sausages for fingers. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Seema and Matondo. Can we go in and yeah. add three or something? Um, yeah. So <laughs> you mean the eyeballs? Um. I'm green. I'm actually green. I don't know who put that comment up, but you're a bad person. 
Right. Oh, one, four, one. Give me a wee minute. If you've got a serious Rangers point to make to the guys, give us a call. Um, we'd love to talk to you. Um, right, okay. Uh, bit, of, bit of transfer talk, actually, because quite interested today. It broke, uh, I think it was Chris Jack. Actually, it was quite a, really, uh, a reliable source when it comes to all things Rangers, saying that Leon King... Um, could be on loan <laughs> during the championship club or League One. Um, Connor, <clears throat> I, I, can't, I don't think Lewis is ready for a question. I'm coming back to you, Connor. Connor, uh, 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 is that a sort of the level that we can maybe get the see the progression of Leon King? Because he was way down the pecking order. Leon Balligan coming in probably confirmed that. Um, and League One in England is probably a, a decent level for him. I would say so. I think it it will <clears throat> give them competitive games with, with clubs in there because you've got uh, you know a good few clubs in League One that are you know formerly a, a Premier League level as well. So I think that would be a good starting point for them. And then I think uh, you know you, you take it for there because I think the more competitive the game time he gets and the higher the level, the better that's going to be for his experience. Um, when he comes back in, because you want him to have had those high pressure moments. So I would say that's probably where I'd, I would personally say he would be best going. Well, listen, we've got <clears> another call, second call tonight. Gary, Gary, welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. How are we doing, my friend? I know, bad pal, no bad. Are you looking forward to Wednesday's game, to be honest? I, I think that obviously there's a, a few fans a bit undecided about what's going to happen on Wednesday night and. I and a few can be people are a bit nervous about it, but uh, see the the whole thing is I'm no nervous about it. I think I think we've got a great chance. I, I think the the few games that we've played I uh, recently have been not too bad. So I, I honestly think we could go through. Lewis, uh, you share that Gary's uh, sort of confidence that we can go through and we and we shall go through. Oh man, I don't even know if I'm ready yet, but I'll try my hardest. Um, <clears throat> I, oh, I'm definitely not as confident, no. Um, I think, as I say, it's about a 60 40 split for me. <laughs> I'm away. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I'll tell you, coming on, yeah, you're right. That, that's, that's absolutely brutal. <laughs> <laughs> that question has ended me, man. I can't, honest to God. Yeah, Gary, no, yeah, Gary, I'm going to have sausage fingers. Gary, I'll, uh, I'll come back to you. Something I want to touch on. Maybe we saw Danilo uh, lead the line in, in, in Switzerland. Um, we haven't seen a heck of a lot of him, of him since in terms of, you know, from the start. Is it? Do you think he, he would come back in with, with Ruth missing uh, from the European squad? I, I, I quite, but I, I think he would be fine coming back in. To, to be honest with you, I, what, what's your day? What's your kind of thoughts on that? Would you, would you like to see him come back in? Well, listen, we've paid a lot of money for him. Um, I was quite, quite shocked at his, his omission at the weekend. However, Kimar Roof, you know, grabbed the jersey and got his goal. So, um, I'm a bit gutted that Kimar's not available for Wednesday night. To be honest, because I'd like to see that continuity <laughs> with the front three. Um, however. You know, we've also we've also we've got strength and depth middle to front, maybe not defensively, which we were just touching on before in terms of loan signs. But um yeah, I would I would maybe I'd, I think Dessers will definitely start. It's whether you have Cantwell in that ten, as Connor was touching on, uh, with Danilo or or a Sima or a Matondo. Well, well, the the, the old thing with that, see, Ravi Matondo. I was just I was going to ask your your kind of thoughts on Ravi Matondo as well. I mean. The last, the last wee while, I mean, Rabbi, the last two games anyway, and especially uh, against PSP, I mean, he was a completely different player. I've never seen that side to him before, and just like everybody else, I mean, I thought recently, well, uh, kind of gone back a wee, a wee bit, 
I mean, he wasn't performing just to, to the level, but then against PSV, he was shining against PSV. Yeah, listen, he, he, he certainly was, Gary. Um, do you do you think, um, we had one of the comments earlier was talking about um, playing him and Sima at the same time. Is that something you think could work or do you think that is a would be a better either-or choice and let them battle out for the jersey? I, personally, that, that's a great question because I, I think that's an either. I think, I think it would be fine Matondo, but that Sima, I'm not confident in Sima. Now, I'm not taking anything away from his goal uh, against PSB, but I, I mean, the whole thing is there was a few things that Sima done uh, that I thought was just questionable. I mean, he, he wasn't getting in positions uh, to actually receive the ball, and then the, uh, the, there was a, a odd time, I think, in what useful on this, but the, the ball. The ball was heading out, but it was new, and he just let it roll out, and there was nobody behind them to actually have a go at him. Mm-hmm. I listen. I think I he's. Um, I think he's a player who's still, I think, trying to find his feet a bit. Because I mean, I said before, I, I find him to be quite clumsy at times. Um, he certainly he looks clumsy anyway. Um, but having, having said that, the positives were the fact that 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 finish um, was superb. On, on Wednesday, Tuesday night against PSV, and if he's got that in his locker, then it's maybe about um, you know getting him on the training ground and working more on the um, the ball control aspect of his, his game. Gary, oh, definitely. Gary, just before I let you go, there was a, there was a good question last night um, from Stuart Wright on Unravel Extra. I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't, <coughs> check out on on YouTube. But he was asking the guys best goal of the week: Sima, Tavernier, or Matondo. Oh, it's good to be Tavernier. Tavernier's a must. Brilliant, Gary. Gary, thanks for your call. Call again, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Good call, that, from Gary. He uh, got a fair few points. Listen, we are live on YouTube, uh, so don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, you know, all that usual nonsense. Uh, it does help the podcast. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to do that, please. Uh, get your comments in as well on that question that Stuart sort of lit up last night, because I think that's a good one. Sima, uh, Matondo, or indeed the captain's finish at the weekend. I think I think a lot of people are going to go for Tavernier, but myself, I think I'm going to I'm going to pick Seamus. I just thought it was sweet finishing on a big night as well. I quite enjoyed that. Um, Lewis, I'll come back to you then because we were making uh, way there uh, before you know all, <coughs> all things went down the toilet um, about Leon King's move out on loan. Um, possibility as well then of John's brother Harry coming in on loan, albeit. Is that is, is is that a good move for the club? One in, one out. <clears throat> I think so. I I think it, for Leon's king uh, uh, career, I think that that's definitely the the best option for him. You know, he's somebody that is is thought of very fondly here at Rangers. He's he's got a lot of potential. So it's just there's no point in his position sitting wasting on the bench, and he's got plenty of time. Listen, a centre back doesn't really start to come into their own until they're like twenty three, twenty four sometimes. So. Plenty of time on his side, and I think Harry Sutter would be an absolutely fantastic acquisition. But he definitely does not start because John Sutter is still the, the number one suitor for me. Oh, I love that, Andrew. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. How are we doing? Fine, Robert. How are you doing, my friend? Champion, all the better for having you on. What's your point for the guys? Basically, I just agree with your last few comments there. Um, left-sided centre-back, I, I think obviously the Jonathan Banzo thing has died a death with the sound of it. And Harry Souter seems to be the one that's pinging everybody's kind of newspaper headlines. Would that be you reading into things? It's a loan deal? Yeah, that's what seems to be doing the rounds this afternoon and into the night as well. Um, I've got to be honest, I don't know an awful lot about him. seen a little bit of him in Qatar with Australia. Looks a big, big, big hell of a boy. Um, I, I would agree with you, Robert. He's a big, strong lad. Um, the other boy, I think, has been linked with the lad was Edwards at Peterborough. But oh, you hear the nonsense Barry Fry talking there about 50 million quid and stuff. That's never going to happen if that's the case, Robert, you know. Um, but uh, I think Young King being loaned out is not a bad thing. Same way Yanis Hadji. Glenn Kamara, nobody seems to know what the hold-up there is. We were told Leeds United were going to be offering five and a half million for him. But that seems to just, I don't know, keep rolling on. What's your take on Glenn Kamara? 
Well, well, let's ask Brian. Brian, welcome along tonight. Great to have you on. Andrew's talking there about, um, you know, possibility of suitor coming in. He touches on, on the Glen Camara one, just sort of rolling on. Is that one you could see right going right to the wire? Uh, I would li- I would imagine the Camara one will be sorted sooner rather than later. Um, I think we said this morning, uh, Connor, that, you know, Leeds need it, we need it. I think most of all, Glenn needs it um, for his own sake. Um it's it's rumbled on for far far too long, and to be honest, every all parties need it. Um, as we said this morning, Connor, I think, you know, don't know why Leeds are not pursuing this quicker, you know, sooner rather than later, because obviously they've got obviously promotion asp- aspirations as well. So um, it's it's very bizarre how this has taken so long. Um, everybody needs it, and goodness only knows why it's not get, not done already. Andrew, just on yeah, yeah. Sorry, Andrew, just on the on the suitor one, you know, if, if that if that is the case that Yanis and obviously he's gone out and, and we see King go on loan and, and the Kamara deal does go through and we do bring in suitor as we mentioned, do you think that's good business by the club in terms of what we've done overall? Are we good to go for the till January? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that would take all the boxes until January. I don't know much about Suter, as I say. I've seen him in the World Cup as well there. He was quite a good player. Uh, sorry, Qatar, yeah, World Cup. Um, I would have been happy with Jonathan Panzo at Notts Forest. I don't know what happened there. It'd be great if they bought both of them or, or took one on loan and bought one of them. So watch this space. I think Robert's the, the key there. Andrew, thanks for your call. Call any time, mate. Brilliant. Pleasure. Thank you, Connor. Some, uh, some some good points again from the course tonight. Uh, Brian, uh, thanks for coming on, mate. It's uh, it's good to have a, a full quarter. Connor, I'm going to stick with you. Um, just as we were sort of touching on, I don't know if it was just me and Lewis. A lot's happened in this first 35 minutes. Um, yeah, so just sort of, we were talking about the front three and, and the movement in the first half of the weekend. That's going to obviously change midweek. So who, who would you start? Up, you know, and that 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 forward three come Wednesday night in Eindhoven. I personally, I, I would like to see him start um, virtually the same, but swapping Ruth out for Danilo because obviously Ruth's not in the squad. Because I actually think it worked really, really well. I thought Dessels and Lammers they looked good. I think the fact you had Ruth in there, you know, he knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's a stable hand. He's always got goals in it in the bag. Um, so that was no surprise. I'd like to see, however, how that that will work um, with the three of them in, um, together. Because the, the, the reality is, it, Lammers and Dessers are both going to play anyway. They, they will both start. So the question really will just become, who's the third man going to be? Um, and I wouldn't see any reason you couldn't make that um, Danilo and see how they work as a, as a front three sort of together. So, so respondent, Paul's gone for... Butland, Tav, Goldson, Suter, Bonabarisic, pretty standard. Then he's reverted to that three of Jack, Raskin, Brotsif, Fuentes back in. He's pushing Cantwell into the 10 and going from Matondo and Dessers, Lewis. Um, I would probably agree with every single person in that lineup, bar Matondo. Um, I think I would probably start Danilo and save the likes of Matondo and Sima for the second half. I think we need a lot more control in the first half, and I don't think Matondo gives you that. I don't think he's good enough on the ball, especially if he's going to be up there in a central position alongside Dessers. He's he's not going to have that that freedom of a, a side of the pitch where the, he's able to provide the width. So for me, I, I, that's exactly who I would go for, but I would have Danilo in there instead of Matondo. Lewis, just, you know, Cyril Dessers, we saw him on the right-hand side for that ball in for, for Matondo. He, he was on the right-hand side a few times at the weekend. What, what do you think to him in a wider position? I, I didn't really think he'd be that mobile to play on the on the channel, but he seems to be doing all right. I, he's completely a different profile for the, the player that I, I assumed we were getting. I, I thought he was uh, Antonio Cholak 2.0, but he, he's far from it. He's actually quite akin to Alfredo Morelos um, in the way he plays, which I don't know if I, I, I enjoy that. I think we've got enough players to, to provide that bit of the game, especially if Cantwell's up there in that number 10 position. So... If that's something he's been asked to do, then I, ho- I hope Michael Beale um, coaches it out of him. But if that's him as a player, then we'll just need to find a way to, to um, work a way around that. 
Listen, it's the, it's the call we've all been waiting for after last week. It's it's Paul, our good friend from the Netherlands. Paul, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. Had a nice weekend. We didn't play because uh, of the Champions League game, but uh, still a nice weekend. Thank you. Well, listen, we played and we won, so we are rampant. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> um, well, it's the Scottish League, so I'm fine. Not kidding. I'm not being that touch. Um, oh. I think it's all right. Uh, I think it was an easy game for you. Um, I think the most important thing was for you not to get any injuries. Um, but yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> did you did you watch it? Just out of interest, did you watch the match? Were you were you interested to see how Rangers had played or who they were going to start with? Or no, I uh, watched the highlights. I saw uh, Stefanir uh, just run through five guys and score, of course. Um, but that's the only thing I watched actually, and uh, not more. Obviously, you know we've saw some comments coming out of Holland. Um, you know. The levels mm-hmm. of respect towards Rangers at the minute from your country are, are pretty low. Um, however, that's that that could only be you know do one thing for Rangers, and that's you know lift them even further up for a game that they're probably fired up for already. Yeah, you know about those comments, I've seen them too. Um, I hear you guys don't particularly like Freeman, and that's fair. <laughs> um, after the match, he said like. Um, you guys, the only thing you guys did is kick balls to stands. And of course, that's not true. I mean, the first half, I thought you were horrible. Um, you didn't even have one chance. But then, of course, Van Ray makes the biggest mistake of his life and you shoot the first ball you have into the top corner. Um, but the second half, you, I think you got up there and you got some chances. You were actually better. Um, and <laughs> like we were dominant, but we didn't really get any good chances, I think. I thought we got some like 50-50 opportunities who could be played out better. Um, but I think it was a 50-50 game and 2-2 was a fair result uh, in the end. Uh, but about this comment more, um, I heard Verhanegem, old final star. I have no idea why he would talk about the game. But he disrespected Rangers. But yeah, that's industrial arrogance. Um, they see Rangers not playing beautiful football. And the Dutch like beautiful football um, combinations, tick, tick, tick. Um, and Rangers are a team that is focused on winning. Um, not, not doesn't matter how they play, they just want to win. And Dutch see football in a different way. So I think that's why the comments have been like that. Um, but yeah, that's my guess. <laughs> so just to come back to you now, then, Paul, um, because I, I said mm-hmm. earlier um, on one of your Patreon daily podcast. I think part of it's because there's a frustration that's keeping in with, with PSV because it's three games now that they've played against Rangers in a year. They've failed to win in any of those mm-hmm. games. Um, and I think, you know, you'd be hard pushed to suggest certainly that Matondo's goal, at least, and Seamus, but Matondo's in particular with a through ball, that that wasn't good football that was played because it was, I thought, you know, I think it was. Sublime football with the, the, the timings of the runs, the pass through was weighted absolutely perfectly and the finish at the end of it merited it. Um so I just wonder if you feel if maybe that is the case, that there is some frustration that, that they've not been able to get one over in Rangers just yet, PSV. Mm, I agree with that, yeah, partially. Um I think especially say Mom is pretty annoyed that uh that this had to happen again. Like it's crazy how Similar it is with last year. It's crazy the two two same teams, two two going dying over now. Everything is similar. And I think it is similar, but I think the next game won't be. Uh, I think I said last week uh, the difference between Fonistroy and uh, Bulls. Um, and Fonistroy didn't attack in the home game. And everybody was, even for Bonkos, didn't know what happened and why they didn't attack. And this time we will. Um, but to get back to your question, the frustration is there, yeah. And do I think it was beautiful football, the second goal? It was a beautiful attack, but it was a counter-attack. It was, we lost the ball, Pimon actually lost the ball, of course he did. He lost the ball on the midfield, and you like, in three touches, you were from the goal. It was a beautiful counter-attack, I have to say. Um, but the Dutch way of football is, of course, dominating, putting their opponent on the half. And... Um, we did that without getting any chances, but that's what Dutch people want to see. 
and your your way works just as well as our way, but just differently. And the Dutch are just angry that way works as well. I think that's it. See, Paul. Now we were speaking about this as Connor said, you know, in an earlier pod. Um, do you? I mean, obviously, PSV. Uh, the Dutch authorities gave PSV the weekend off to prepare for the Rangers game. Now. Mm-hmm. Over in Scotland, obviously, we don't get that luxury. Um, do you feel that's going to be a positive or a negative for PSP? Um, last year, I thought it was a negative because um, last year I heard a lot of Rangers fans talking about how good PSP was, but we are horrible. We got so lucky against Monaco to get through and Houston didn't get the play style in. So I really wanted to play to get more um, development in the play style and players. This year... Um, I think it's really good for us because we play a lot of games at the start of the season against Feyenoord and Kreisgaal um, and actually we won them all except the Rangers draw um, but at the end of the Rangers game um, you guys got better and our players collapsed a little um, so I thought this weekend off is really good for us and we play the attacking football now but it's going, going, going they keep, have to keep running so I think for this game it is a plus side last game wasn't last year it wasn't Paul just before we let you go we've got to ask you what's your prediction then for Wednesday oh the question again uh, last time I was saying 1-2 this time I'll be saying a 3-1 uh, the first half will I think the first half will be crucial if you get if you guys get through the first half and annoy us um, it will be really bad but I think we'll shoot two goals in at the start and it'll be a 3-1. I'm sorry, guys. Also in the comments, I know I've been annoying you, but uh, 3-1. Oh, yeah, Paul, listen, it's been great to have you last week and this week, and I hope you you stay with the podcast beyond the Champions League, whatever the result may be. Thanks for calling, Paul. Brilliant. Cheers. Of course. No worries. Have a nice night. That was Paul in Holland. He's becoming a bit of a a fan's favourite. Yeah, okay, so... Brian, I'll come to you because obviously you're late to the party. Um, we were just sort of talking um, about uh, Harry Suter possibly coming in. Um, is that is that a, a good a good looking addition for you? How how do you see that area of the pitch lined up at the moment? It's certainly an area that's needing addressed. Um, I think we said this morning, you know, me and Connor, that you know the centre centre half situation not ideal. Um, obviously, the news broke up actually when we were on that, you know, Leon King's looking like getting loaned out. So that's one down. Um, and then the Ben Davies situation doesn't really help matters either in the sense that we don't even know if he's training or we don't even know what's happening with him. So that's, it's, it's leaning to the sort of idea that he's not going to have a future. So, you know, that leaves us with uh, Goldson, uh, John Suter, um, you know, it's, it doesn't leave as many in there. So we need, I would say, we definitely need more bodies in there. Um, I, I quicker rather than, uh, sooner rather than later, in, the, in fact, because as I say, with the news that Leon King's getting loaned out, so, you know, that's one that's one body down. So, yeah, I would I would certainly suggest that the centre-half situations are another area that we're really needing quite badly. I know it's hard to maybe speculate, but the, the Ben Davies one, do you think it seems to be more circumstance than ability? There seems to be some issues maybe with his wife not settling or, you know, is that maybe the issue there and they're trying to maybe sort of get them back down the road? But there doesn't seem to be a lot of clubs linked. No, um, I, I think it's a bit of both. Um, if you don't settle, you don't play well. So um, I, I just don't think he's settled very well. Um hold that, hold that and we've got um, Derek from Stirling. Derek, welcome to the Rangers Rabbit Podcast. What's your point for the guys tonight? Oh, how do you, mate? Uh, three points. Um, Celtic, PSV and Jelena the team. So, firstly, I think we could still lose on Sunday and comfortably win the league. I think Celtic are that bad and they're on that much of a decline that I think that we could reasonably still win the league even if we lose on Sunday. I don't think it's like we should win and we will win, but I think we could reasonably fall four points behind and still win the league. 
Yeah, well, listen, I, I get the, the sentiment there, but surely we can't go into that game thinking, you know, oh, well, if we lose it, you know, we can still win the league, Lewis. <laughs> listen, like, oh. you can't... Sorry, mate, like, but, like, if you're looking at, like, gelling at the team and people keep saying, oh, the team's no gelling, but it is gelling, it's just no gelling at the same rate. It's like gelling fade the defence to the midfield to the front line, and the front line's the most complicated part of the game. So it's taken a wee bit longer. I think we've got w- way more reasons to be optimistic about winning the league than Celtic. I think they're way like I, I don't I don't know what do you think? All right, listen, Derek. I appreciate the call, but I'm I'm unfortunately going to have to disagree with you there. I think you know there's too many variables in a, a league campaign um, to to you know expect Celtic to crumble. Rangers should be looking to win every single fixture they go into and relying on Celtic, no winning elsewhere in Scotland is a very dangerous game. So for me, I, th- I, I don't think you can you can have that, that mindset. I think we need to go into Sunday looking to lay down a marker and be top of the league come Monday morning. And, and I expect that's where they'll be. I'm just, like, I'm just of the opinion that they're... They're so because we're kind of on the incline, they're on the decline. That they're so terrible that we could reason like you could bet your house and us winning the league this year. Thing is, though, uh, Derek, I get your sentiment. They are not looking great last couple of games. I think it's the first time in so long that they've not scored in, in two games back to back. However, we know the window's going to shut. I dare say they're going to bring in two or three. Um, and if their manager's then to, then to go by, he he certainly wants quality in the forward area. So, so Connor, oh, is, is it is it a case of we just have to go out and take them for when we can, uh, and that will really build confidence in a Michael Beale's side and allude to the the gelling that sort of Derek was on about there. If the team go out in the front three, sort of get two or three goals, it's it's a job well done all round. Oh, absolutely. Listen, the thing is as well, you've got to remember that um, you know over and above what they'll do in the transfer window, a win away from home in an old firm derby that can do wonders for your confidence you know they've came off the back of a couple of rough results so for them to put that right by beating us um, and going four points clear the confidence boost that could give them we cannot underestimate what that can do and the kick in the teeth that it will be for us as well it, you know, it will make us go into the international break not feeling so great about the start we've had to the campaign so for me you've got to make sure you go and win that game Um Look, we all know in a lot of ways with these games, the form table can go out of the window. So I'm certainly not looking thinking, well, because they drew with St. Johnson and lost to Kilmarnock, that will you know, be able just to go and walk all over them. You know, They'll still be out there and it'll be competitive. We've got to assert ourselves so early, try and dominate the ball and really ask questions, particularly at their backline, because <clears throat> for me, that's where the big vulnerability is. Um so no, you know, you go all out to win it. You don't have you don't even have a begin to have a thought about could we lose it and we'll still win the league. That's for me, no. Uh, there's no acceptable way to lose a game like that. Just on your on the, the game on Wednesday, Derek, you know, how do you see that one shaping up obviously trying to get take one game at a time. Sunday's massive, but Wednesday's just just as much pressure on the on the on the boys and the manager. I just watched uh, like a playlist of PSV and Rangers and it went from Michael Moles to Tony Goals and we thumped him and all of them and drew two. So slightly optimistic. I think the Dutch are like they pretend to be really rational. So I heard you call a call. You know, like we're really objective, we're really rational, but when you hear the professionals talking and the journalists talking, they're really irrational, really emotive and really entitled. And I've got this kind of abruptness about them that it's not reflected on the park. They're, it's like what have Holland or ne- the Netherlands actually done outside the Ajax getting to the Europa final? Like what what have they actually done? I, I think we've given them too much credit, and I, I, I think we might win. Like I, I, I just don't I don't think they're as good as they're professing to be. I don't know what you think. Brian, I'll come to you on that. You know, is there, is it a case to say that we maybe did give them too much respect before the first leg, and that they, you know, there's not much between these two sides as we saw last season and again this season? I don't. I mean, PSV were a good team. Let's not get away from that. That boy, you know, especially the boy Sanga, Sangari was it in the middle of the park. Um, he was an. I didn't appreciate obviously from last season how big he was. 
He's absolutely enormous and he covers the ground so well. Um, you know, there was likes of him, the two wingers and the striker. You know, going midfield to forward, they were they could tear people apart quite easy this season. But as somebody else said earlier, the it's their defense that they weren't very good. Um, so that's that's the area that we've obviously got to to target, you know. But as I say, by no means are, are PSV, you know, not that good. PSV are a Champions League team. Um, so it's it's a case of we've just got to overcome. We well bring back the sort of spirit of last year, you know, not play very well, get a goal, get out of there. That's you know, it doesn't matter how it's done. Um, and in, in games like this, this is ninety minutes away from Champions League football. Um, it doesn't matter how you get through, as long as you get through. Simple as that. Derek, uh, if we do get through, then give us a call, Friday. We'd love to have you back on, mate. Thanks for your call. Anyways, cheers, man. Bye bye. Just, just a, a point, guys, that I, I picked up on as, as Connor was talking about uh, about the old firm game, and um, I think it's important that we do get the result just based on the fact that you know we, we won the last one um, when the, the, the pressure was off, as the as the the narrative was spun. I think it's important for the for the, the team to to win one when the pressure is on. Would you agree there, uh, Lewis? Aye, I think so. I think you need to to strike when the iron's hot. Um, you know, I, I, I get kind of where Derek's coming from, but you, you just need to focus on Rangers. You know, you take it the, the most recent example when Ange Postacoglu came into Celtic, the situation was Rangers were on the rise and Celtic were on the, 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 the decrease. But what happened in that season? And that's because Rangers took their eye off the ball. That, that cannot be allowed to happen. Um, Wednesday, I'm on the, the, the side of the argument that we should be going out there to win, no matter what it takes. But Sunday is the priority. Um, that needs to be a win. If that is anything but three points, even a draw, Michael Beale would be under so much pressure because th- there's so many variables that go against Celtic getting a victory in that game. It should be Rangers, and it should be Rangers comfortably. Connor, I heard an argument earlier on um, just on their goalkeeper and how Rangers need to be putting him under uh, immense pressure come the weekend because there is a ricket in him. Is that is that sentiment you would share? Well, listen, I think um, you've seen the, the style they like to try and play under Brendan Rodgers is that he is to come out a lot further out his, his line and out his box than, than he had done, you know, maybe last season. Um, and he's not comfortable with it. You know, Joe Hart with the ball at his feet. You know, there's a reason Pep Guardiola got rid of him um, because he's a good saver of the ball. But, you know, you can put pressure on him in those moments. You'll, you'll find a mistake coming out of him, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, I think it was at the, the Aberdeen game, it was an offside flag that stopped him from being given a straight red card and sent off for wiping out the Aberdeen player because they were putting serious pressure on him. So we've got to make sure that we, we go and do that. Because um, as I say, it's all about us building our own momentum. Yes, you know, I see Derek's point that, I obviously if we don't win it, the league title isn't going to be over in August, you know what I mean? Um, or the start of September because we've not won that game. However, if we don't win it, the questions will come because the reality is Michael Beale, he's had the big games against them. Margins have cost us in, in those games, to be fair. Um, some mistakes. Now he needs to go and get a proper, meaningful game with the pressure on, go and get the win, get into the international break, um, sitting and comfortably in front of them in the league and then focus on building back up to come back and, and kick on again, really. Brian, final words to you tonight. Um, you know, a big week. Europe, uh, the, the closing of the transfer window and obviously the first old firm game of the season at home, albeit. Um, you know, you're sitting there Sunday night with your hot toddy. Hot toddy. How, does, how, does, how does success look, um, you know, overall for the week? It'll be something more than a strong, strong hot toddy, believe me. <laughs> um, obviously, for me, a successful week is getting through on Wednesday night and I say getting through in the sense that however, whatever means that is, full time, extra time, penalties doesn't matter and then obviously uh, a good convincing win on Sunday Um, I'm not buying into the the attitude of you know, we can do this you know, we can nick a draw or you know, we don't have to win we have to win the home games against that lot 100%, there's no there's no getting away from that. You win your home games. If you win the two home games, 
um, it gives you a great chance um, for the rest of the season. Um, so no, um, my my great week, as I say, is get through Wednesday, and then I convince him win on Sunday. Awesome, guys. We're gonna we're gonna call it a night there. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, and if you love the content, um, you know we're available on Patreon as well with loads more content. Um, so get at that as well. The link is in the description. What a night! It started with myself and Lewis. Um, Connor's jumped on. There's been Alec and his chopper and sausages for fingers and all sorts. Um, we've come to you via Holland. It's been great. And then obviously Brian's jumped on at the end as well just to give us a bit of a, a more sensible head. Um, I've loved it. I hope you guys have loved it as well. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for your calls. Uh, we are back on Wednesday, I believe, for the, the build-up and the reaction. You'll get your daily rabble on Patreon tomorrow as well. But from us guys tonight, thanks very much. Cheers. Podcast Network.